Hello, Hi Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with the book of Isaiah, and we're in the midst of a section where God is promising them freedom from Babylon, and we are in chapter 51, where we see this conversation continue with Israel. So we are in 51 verses 1 through 16, and uh, Megan, if you'd read that for us, that would be great. Sure. Hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> Listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who you who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him, but when I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, O Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look up to me in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below, for the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know your right from wrong, you who cherish my law in your hearts. Do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults, for the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as it eats wool, but my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up, wake up, O Lord, the people said. Clothe yourself with strength, flex your mighty right arm, rouse yourself in, as in the days of old when you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile. Are you not the same today, the one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over? Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. God says, I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who will wither like grass and disappear? Yet you've forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread, human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon, all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate, for I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in mouth and I have hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, in this passage, uh, we see God doing uh, a lot of talking, kind of uh, bringing the people up to speed about what the nature of their situation and their relationship is. And I'm reminded of uh, Paul in Romans 10 when he says that faith comes from hearing. 
and given that faith comes from hearing, it's no surprise then that because God wants to uh, strengthen their faith, dispel their fear, God is going to ask them to listen. In fact, three times in the passage that you just read, Megan, uh, we're told or the people are told to listen up, to listen and attend to God's words. Uh, in verse one, it starts off right away. Listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord. And then uh, again in verse four, listen to me, my people, hear me, Israel. And finally in verse seven, listen to me, those you know, you who know right from wrong, who cherish my law in your hearts. And you know, given that we're supposed to listen, there's such an emphasis here on listening, and li listening is important to our faith. What are we supposed to hear in these three words, these three messages? Well, in verses one and two, um, God asks us to remember what God has done in the past. And, and not only that, but what God has been able to do even through just one or two faithful people. Uh, he says, uh, consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. When I, when I blessed him, he became a great nation. So I think that the first word there is to, to remember our past, remember our spiritual legacy that, you know, Abraham and, and Sarah, they are spiritual parents as well. We come from that, that, that same rock that was cut. Uh, and then verses four and five, uh, it talks about remembering what God has promised for our future. So it's not just what's in the past, but what's in the future. And God uh, says, for my law will be proclaimed. My justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations and all distant lands will look to me. And so there's this promise of a wonderful future as well. Um, and then the third thing God says to, to listen to, uh, we see in uh, verses 13 through 15, um, and, and I think I would sum it up as basically to remember that all our enemies, all the people who uh, make our life difficult, all the problems that we face, basically anything you put in the bucket of things that make life really awful sometimes, God points out that those are all temporary, but God and God's word are eternal. Um, verse 13, he says, you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to continue to fear the anger of your enemies? No, instead, God says to look to God because God is eternal and we are all passing. We are all temporary unless we are held up. Uh, by the word. Uh, so I, I see kind of uh, the way I would uh, summarize this. If someone asked me, what's this passage about? I would say that we're to remember our past, our spiritual legacy, to remember our promised future, and to remember who it is that is the Lord who guards both our past and our future. You know, to remember God's words when we're tempted to lose faith and give in uh, to fear. Um, you know, I'll just add one thing. And uh, when I was uh, a new Christian, I still remember one of my uh, biggest prayers at the time. It was a prayer that I repeated many times was essentially, Lord, let me never forget what it was like to be without you. I never want to forget what it was like before Christ. And the reason why is because I want to remember where I've come from and remember so much of what God has given me. I want to remember the, the ways that God has led me in the past so I can be more faithful and confident that God will continue to lead me in good directions in the future. So I, I think as I think about this passage and, and some of the things to hear, for me, a big thing that comes through is this idea of remembering our spiritual legacy, not just the, the past of 
um, are, are the people in scripture, but the, the past of what God has done, even in our own lives, in our, our individual lives, our families, our communities as well. And Megan, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage. Uh, I was actually hearing that same thing when you were, when you were saying like, listen, listen, the thing that I was actually hearing, remember, remember, right. And so when you even mm -hmm. think about how the oral tradition works, right, that these folks would have learned this to say, listen, listen but actually what is being, um, encouraged of them is to remember, uh, that this was the way that the, that the words of the Lord were being passed down to them. It wasn't like read it right now. When we think about remembering something, um, maybe we have sense memory or sometimes songs will help us remember a feeling or, or where we were, you know, when you ate your favorite food, it brings something back. Um, but for people that came out of an oral tradition, remembering was this way of like passing down who God was and who they were. And I feel like this whole text actually um, anchors that, right? Like the smallness of people. You were hewn from rock. <laughs> uh, and I am the Lord, your God, who stretched out the sky, who, who, um, I mean, it was just, it's just this whole juxtaposition of like, remember who you are and remember who I am. Um, and even, you know, I think sometimes in our context, when we hear like God's word, we, will immediately like the scripture. And yes, that's certainly a piece of it, but even in the context that here is like God's word as God's promise, God's covenant to um, deliver, right? And so um, is God's covenant, is God's promise true? Is God worth trusting even in um, the middle of just oppressive situations? Um, and I think for me, this is why worship is so important. Um, if you ever, if I like get a chance to preside somewhere, like I'll always start that with like, it's so good to come together to remember God and to be remembered to one another. Um, that face of like seeing each other or hearing from each other, being reminded of God's faithfulness uh, is sometimes the glue that we need. Um, I know that I need that, that sometimes when I'm sort of in the mire of whatever feels um, too heavy uh, to see past. I need to be reminded of God's faithfulness um, and that will come through other people's testimonies. And then it helps me remember the times that God has been faithful to me as well. And it is that hope um, of deliverance that we, that we believe in. Yeah, as you're saying that, I was uh, thinking back on times when I've reconnected with uh, Christian friends from different seasons in my life and how we can remember the things that we went through together, the things that we experienced, the way that God was present to us. I, I think about this with some of my college friends or uh, things like that. And But, but then I was uh, especially remembering coming back after the pandemic. I, I so appreciate mm -hmm. like all the efforts we made to uh, be present with each other during the pandemic when we couldn't be gathering together in spaces. But then as as that was being lifted and we were coming back together uh, to meet in person, uh, meet physically in person, I, I just remember it, it just felt so good. Like I was reconnecting with, mm. you know, old family members and things like that. At the same time, being really, really embarrassed that we didn't have all the name tags ready for people. And so I was struggling to not get people's names wrong. It's like, oh, that would just be such, <laughs> it would ruin the moment so badly. And that's, that's my handicap. I, I, I cannot remember people's names. But I'm sure that you could remember something 
that like made you laugh about a time that you were with them, right? Or a meal that you shared with them, right? And I think that that gets to this point of um, like, what is remembering God? That sometimes we are gonna forget about, I don't know, like sometimes maybe forgetting some doctrine or or not totally being able to recall some Bible verse. And that can feel like, gosh, I'm not remembering God. Except that I do remember the time where God was close to me. I felt alone. Or I do remember that hug that gave me a sense of security. Uh, and really that that felt God's presence because that person passed that on to me. Um, I don't know. I think there's grace for it. And we should just be okay with saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm not good with names. Can you remind me of your name? Just let's normalize it, John. <laughs> well, for me, it's going to be normalized. That's for sure. <laughs> Megan, I'm wondering, <laughs> Megan, I'm wondering if you have any uh, final reflections and then if you'd be willing to close us in prayer. I think just an encouragement that we, as people of God, that we get used to sharing the ways that we notice God and that we're remembering God, because uh, we don't know who else it could be an encouragement to um, in our day-to-day -day life. Um, so that's an encouragement for all of us to just get better at noticing and remembering God, uh, maybe not just for ourselves, but for the sake of the world. So, Amen. Yeah, well, would you pray. pray for us in that regard? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, God, I thank you for the ways that uh, your church gathers to remember who you are um, and to remember your promises to us. So I thank you for my brothers and sisters who um, gather with your church all around the world, digitally and in person. God, I pray that you would encourage us to remember you in the darkest of days, um, that we would be people um, yeah, who just bear witness to the hope that you bring because of the hope that you have, uh, the promises that you have fulfilled in our pasts and um, in the past of people. So we look forward to the days where all things are made new, God. And in the in-between, we just uh, pray to exist as people of hope. Thank you, God, for this time and for your scripture. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today, everyone. Megan, thanks for being with us today. And I hope you do have some uh, remembrances of God today. And and I would really encourage you, if you uh, remember a particular person uh, through whom uh, God was present to you in the past, maybe give them a call or send them a note just to help them remember as well and celebrate mm -hmm. how God has been present through both of you. Go in peace.